Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater, and today I am joined by Brittany Burgess. Hey guys, what is up? Today, we are going to be discussing how to deal with body image issues while in a relationship and ultimately how a negative body image can impact both you and your partner. And the thing is with body dysmorphia, we often struggle in silence. Body dysmorphia is definitely something that you can't see. It can affect anyone, no matter how old you are, what size your body is and everything in between. And like, I know for myself, that's definitely something that I have struggled with and even still continue to struggle with. And back before I was kind of more in tune with who I am, I was really ashamed to talk about it, but it was something that would literally affect every single thing I did all day long. I hated looking in the mirror. I hated taking photos. I was just so insecure in my body, but I didn't tell anyone about it. Even like partners that I had and friends, like no one really knew that I was dealing with that inside my own head. So no one knew how to support me, let alone that they even had to support me. Right. So I think it's a super common thing in relationships, whether you're in a new relationship or even if you've been in a a long-term relationship for many years, it can be something that we don't often really openly discuss with our partner. And I think that it can have some really detrimental effects on your relationship. Yeah. Self-esteem and self-worth, they play such an important role in literally in everybody in your whole life and your, your daily life. When you're, you know, obviously this goes for any relationship, but especially when you're in love with someone who has body image issues, things can become, you know, very complicated for your relationship. If this is not something that is, you know, communicated and focused on, our body image issues can, you know, often lead to those insecurities, the stress, jealousy in, you know, in your relationship and make things very difficult. Body image issues can damage, you know, your love life. And like I said, it doesn't just have to be your love life, but this stems to any relationship as well, regardless if it is your relationship with your partner, family, friends, anything like that. I know for myself, like you said, like I've struggled with that before. It's something I still definitely do. Not so much, but I do remember being in past relationships before where I would even hate, you know, taking my my clothes off in front of my partner or, you know, taking my t-shirt off or, you know, if we're being intimate, I would leave my freaking t-shirts on. Like it's such a crazy thing. And like that is going to put a strain in your relationships for sure. Definitely. And I don't know if, if this relates to you, Britt, but like I, it used to be like this mental like struggle in my brain where like my big thing was like I never felt sexy and like I wanted to mm-hmm. so badly. And it would be like this yeah. like tearing in my brain where it's like I want to have this confidence. I want to exude this like feminine sexiness, mm-hmm. but I just felt so disgusting. And like my partners definitely like 
pick up on that, but like they didn't know how to navigate it, let alone did I really know how to navigate it. And something that like we talk about a lot with our clients is kind of like when you feel your best and when you're doing your best and when you are building that confidence in yourself, like you're going to be able to like portray that in your everyday life. And if you are like, if your self esteem is super, super low, that is absolutely going to be projected onto your partner in some way. And it's not that not necessarily is that is your partner particularly innocent in that, but it's really not fair to be projecting like your insecurities onto someone else. We're also going to discuss ways that like your partner can support you as well. Because like I know that body dysmorphia was a a huge hurdle for me to overcome. And it would have been a lot easier had I been open to implementing more tools and strategies for both myself and the people that I cared about around me. Exactly. And I totally feel that as well. Like it's just that feeling of wanting to be definitely be feminine and be, you know, sexy. And I remember like buying lingerie that I would see. And I was like, this will have to do it. Like if I throw this lingerie on, like this is it. And then I remember like putting it on and looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, well, that didn't fucking work. And it would make me feel even freaking worse. And it was just, it's crazy until I actually acknowledged it and then got into a relationship with, you know, a partner that was understanding and wanted to communicate with me and um, knows how to navigate that. But it is, it does take some work and we're obviously going to get into that and share some tips that will, uh, will hopefully help everybody. Yeah. And on that note too, um, specifically, I think when it comes to like body image in a relationship, even more so than just like your body image of how you see yourself, but when it comes to like feeling sexy for someone else, and and we talk about, you should feel sexy for yourself and all that, but like, let's be real. Like you want to feel sexy for your partner. So I think one huge thing is comparison, right? Because mm-hmm. the idea of what sexy is, where do we get that from? We get it from what is portrayed as sexy to us on social media, on billboards, on TV, all that stuff. Right. And I know for me, I wanted to look like what was portrayed as attractive. And mm-hmm. um, like in doing that, like you said, I would go try to purchase certain things or look a certain way. And it would honestly just like tear me apart because I never looked how I thought I should. And have you ever had that experience where like you like maybe you do your makeup and you put on like a cute outfit and you feel really good and then you go out and you literally (laughs) see a girl who looks a hundred times better than you and you suddenly feel like shit. Yeah, no, I do that all the time. All the time. It sounds so bad. But the big thing for me is like I'll do my makeup. I do my hair. I put on like a really, you know, an outfit that is like, yes, that is the freaking one. I feel fire. I feel good. And then I get to where I'm like, I'm going mm-hmm. and like they, the, the phones come out and the pictures come out and then I'm looking at everyone's pictures and I'm like, uh, that's not what I look like when I left the house. Mm-hmm. And then it just like, it, it is like, it's killer. Or when you exactly, or when you show up somewhere or like, you know, family function party, like wherever the hell you're going or whatever you're doing and someone else is there and you're like, and it's just totally is like super attractive, looks really good. And then it just, you look at yourself and you're like, well, fuck, like, where did that confidence go? Like I had it when I left the house. <laughs> yep. And then you got there and you're just so like uncomfortable in your own skin, yeah. in your own clothes. And like, for me, like I would just want to get out of there and like change my clothes <laughs> and go to bed. Exactly. Like, why did I put this on? Like, why did I feel good in this fucking outfit? And then now I just want to go home, put pajamas on and go to bed. <laughs> exactly. And like a couple other things that I I feel like will really resonate with some of the listeners, especially if you do struggle with body dysmorphia, 
like for example, especially if it's a newer relationship, not that it can't happen in, in a longer term one, but you know, when you're like huddling or like laying in bed or whatever, and then the person, the partner will like touch your like stomach. <laughs> and it just, it's just like your rolls. Yeah. But and it just feels, it yes. just feels so disgusting. That like, would happen to me. Why did you do that? Like, fuck, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> or they like pinch underneath your arms or like grab your arm. I, I fucking hate that too. Like, don't even, they don't do that. Ben does that sometimes, but <laughs> it's just like whatever. But no, it's, it's crazy, especially in a newer relationship, because like, obviously, you know, you're, you're not a hundred percent comfortable with this person yet. And then they're like, I mean, you feel so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And like, for me, it was always like, I, back when I was at my worst, like I would never have sex with the lights on, like not all, or even like, like oh my never, God, me neither. never, 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 never. I wouldn't do that either. It would have to be like pitch black or like uh-huh. just like a little lamp on. <laughs> yeah. And I would literally say, I can't have the light on. It hurts my eyes. Like, every oh time. my God. <laughs> to be fair, my eyes are super sensitive. So it wasn't actually a full lie, but it was like, I would say it every time. Like, no, I can't. Like, light's hurting my eyes. <laughs> well, I have no excuse. <laughs> so. <laughs> So that's crazy. Or if like the lights were on, like I would like keep my like fucking t-shirt on or like what, what the hell is that? Like, it's not, I hate that. Exactly. And I'd be like, I'm just really cold right now. (laughs) Yeah. Like just full fucking turtle sweater, like all the things. Like, yeah, no, I I hate that. And I hate that. I felt like that and felt like I had to do that. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And like for me, I, I would love to know, like for the listeners, if this is something that like other people struggle with. But for me, like I would say that I have always been, quote unquote, like a sexual person. But mm-hmm. because of how insecure I was in my body, specifically like from the first episodes, if you guys listen back, like I just felt like so <laughs> gross. And in doing that, like I felt like I couldn't express myself sexually. And I don't just mean like by having sex. I just mean like that sexual energy, like I couldn't release it. Do you know what I mean? And it was just like this, this turmoil in my brain of like feeling disgusting, but like wanting so badly to be like this sexual feminine person who's like attractive (sighs) and just like not like literally not being able to step into that at all. I'm exactly the same way. I feel like that's kind of my aura and my energy and it always has been. It's just as of of late, I really stepped into that. But before I never really knew how to do that because like what I was feeling, I wasn't exuding it at all. Like, so, and it's crazy. And the best thing that I did for myself and I was so out of my fucking comfort zone was like four years ago now, I booked myself a fucking boudoir photo shoot and threw on some fucking lingerie and got in front of a camera with a complete stranger and had my photos taken. And let me tell you, the confidence boost after that <laughs> was unfreaking real. And like, I haven't looked back since, to be honest. Honestly, I saw those photos, like some of them anyways, and they looked so good. Like, like it was beautiful, sexy goddess. <laughs> Like it was beautiful. It's such an unreal thing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? All those years that I've looked at my body the way I have. And like, this is what I've been working with. Like, mm-hmm. it's freaking crazy. I, I have always said since I've done that, I recommend no matter where you are in your journey with your body that you freaking do a photo shoot. Yeah. I honestly, I haven't really ever heard much about like bad experiences with like a boudoir photo shoot. Like I'm sure there are bad ones, but I would say like 90% of the feedback I've gotten from like our clients and just like ladies in general is like, it's super empowering. 
Oh, it's so empowering. Like I fell completely in love with myself again. And like, I just was so confident afterwards and it, and it helped immensely. And like, if I am having, you know, rough days or rough body image days, I literally, and this sounds like crazy and narcissistic, but I go through those freaking photos because it reminds me, you know, how far I have come with my body image. And I just, it's, it's super empowering. So I do recommend if you have the chance to freaking do one. Mm-hmm. I love that. I agree. And before we get into a little more of the actual like relationshipy stuff, again, like for myself, when it comes to, I guess, like overcoming that and something that I don't think we should brush over too much is like, if you relate it to fitness and kind of like building a consistent routine. And Brittany and I talk a lot about like the mindset behind that. And even if you start like following a structured nutrition plan and following a a workout routine and like feeling really good in your body, you also have to change the way you think about yourself. Because if you're telling yourself like, oh, I'm not someone who's disciplined. I'm not someone who like makes it to the gym. I always self-sabotage. Like you will undoubtedly like act on those thoughts because what you think about your mentality like dictates your reality, right? So with our fitness clients, like we're constantly getting them to kind of like reprogram their thoughts and rewire their brain so that they can see themselves having long-term success. And the same thing applies to your body image. And that was like the biggest thing for me because like mine was a little different because I had like a physical deformity. It wasn't just like, oh, I had to lose weight. Yes, that was part of it. But like I had an actual deformity that I was born with and I had to go have like reconstructive surgery to get it fixed. So it was almost like a, I wouldn't say an overnight fix, but it was just like, I went from literally being deformed to actually like somewhat not being. So like, that's a huge mind fuck when you've gone through your life for like 21 years, I was like 21, I think maybe. Yeah. And I don't actually remember how old I was, but a long time, like my whole life. And then like suddenly overnight, it's just like changed. Right. So I was still thinking of myself and I still do sometimes like see myself the old way, even though I physically look completely different, fully like changed. But I had to start like talking to myself and seeing myself as the new version of me and not like letting those past thoughts and that like inner critic that used to like rip myself to shred about how my body looked like take over. I feel like that happens like a lot too, regardless if you had something like that, where, you know, something was quote unquote, like fixed overnight or somebody, you know, I've, I've heard where they were extremely, extremely overweight and then they lost a shit ton of weight, like a shit ton. And then they still see themselves every single day when they look in the mirror, that overweight, severely overweight person. And it's crazy. And it's true. That is so true. Like, Again, when I, I think I talked about this on the podcast before, but when I was competing like back in 2016, mm-hmm. I was lean as fuck. And I remember seeing myself in the mirror as fat. I literally saw it. Yeah. And it's I look crazy. back on those photos and I'm like, you were like tiny, tiny, tiny. It's but that's crazy. not what I saw. It's fully not what I saw. Yeah. It's, it's wild what our mind does to us, our own freaking mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay. So let's take it into the direction of relationships more so. Mm -hmm. So a couple of things that definitely can occur. I wouldn't say it's anyone's fault, but there's definitely things in relationships that can happen that can kind of tear us down. And if we don't deal with it and heal it and work on it and communicate about it, it's going to be very detrimental to us and our relationship and potentially our partner. So a common one is our partner making comments to us about our body or about our weight? Yes. I don't know if you've experienced this, but I have experienced it in the past, obviously not in my relationship now. 
And it's crazy being in because obviously with myself being pregnant now, my body is changing every single day and it's not what it looked like fucking six months ago or even like three months ago. And Ben has been really, really good about it in the sense of being very supportive and not making comments on, you know, obviously I'm gaining weight. My stomach is changing. I am, you know, and that's obvious. It's going to freaking happen. And it's absolutely key because I feel like this journey would be so much harder if I did not have a partner that was supportive and that was, you know, making comments and, and just crazy shit. It's just, and I've had that in past relationships where, you know, those comments are made. And even if, you know, they say like, oh, I'm just kidding. Or I'm just, are you though? Because you fucking said it. Like, I hate that when they would say something and they're like, oh, I'm just joking. Or like, you, why, why do you take that so seriously? Well, mm-hmm. obviously like, hello, it's my friggin' body. And I hate when people say, oh, it was just a joke. It's not a freaking joke. Like, why would you say it? Yeah, definitely. And I think like people can shrug it off. And I think it actually goes like not only necessarily just your partner saying it to you, but you also saying it to yourself. Like if you're insecure about something a lot of times and men do this a lot too, we joke about it. Yeah. But that's like very, very harmful, I think. Right. And yeah. yeah, it's a joke and whatnot, but like you don't know what someone is going through at all. Right. I personally think like keep your comments about someone's body to yourself unless it's like something like ultra empowering, right? Even if you're saying to someone like this can go both ways, but I've heard perspectives where someone has lost a bunch of weight and then they start getting all this attention, whether it's from guys or girls or whatnot. And they're like, oh my God, was I not attractive before I lost the weight? (laughs) No, I've seen that too. Or like, oh, you're so skinny now. Like, "Mm, I don't know if I like that. (laughs) It's crazy. Just having like quite a few friends who have competed as well. It's really common in fitness competitors because like hopefully most people have a a good post-show reverse diet, but the reality is a lot of competitors do not. So you'll see someone who's like shredded as fuck ready for their show. And then like two weeks later, they've put on like 20 to 30 pounds. And it's really honestly, it's hard to like not notice that. And I've had friends who mm-hmm. um, have had people like comment on that and be like, oh, wow, you're really putting on the weight real quick. And it's like super, super <laughs> hurtful, even though it's like innocent. And it's yeah. just because you went from being like shredded to basically being normal. But especially mm-hmm. when you're in that like headspace and you just saw your body go from shredded to like 30 pounds up, it's a lot to take yeah. in. <laughs> and like you said too, like people, they don't, and you never know, like some people, it's just how they are. Like they don't think before they say things and regardless if it's hurtful or not, and they don't think about it or, you know, like, and they're awkward and they're in, like, they're socially awkward and they just say stupid shit or, or they could come from a place of, you know, it of just being kind of deceitful and it could be, you know, a, like a jealousy thing as well. I also think too, like when your partner is making comments you're not getting that support that you need. So when you're getting those comments all the time, it's hard to pull yourself out of that and want to, you know, start your fitness journey or start somewhere when you don't have this support, when you're constantly kind of being ripped down. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like support. And I mean, some people just, just don't have a support system and you have to be really, really strong to be able to pull yourself out of that place. It can totally be done, but it's, it's a challenge, man. It it absolutely is. And I Um, guess this kind of goes into the next thing too. They kind of correlate is like the support, like getting into just not, you know, romantic relationships, but you know, our parents and not just our fucking parents, but 
family members can be friggin' brutal too, especially if you haven't seen them in a while and you only see them, you know, at Christmas time or birthdays and shit like that. And like those comments can come from those people as well. Yes. Especially if it's people that you only see a couple times a year, like you said, because when you see someone every day, it's harder to yes. notice changes in your body. But like exactly. if it's been six months, you might have gained or lost a bit of weight and it will be more noticeable. And I sometimes family is like, they think they can get away with anything. Oh. And I mean, sometimes sure, <laughs> you can probably just brush it off. But a lot of the time, yeah. like those, those comments are, are a bit brutal yeah. as well. You know, like your friggin' like Aunt Karen you haven't seen in like a friggin' year, you know, makes that comment. Oh, like you look like you've put on a little bit of weight or, oh, you're grabbing, you know, seconds or thirds or, oh, should you be having that dessert? Like frig off, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like, we've had several clients too. And like, I don't, I, this never really happened to me. So I don't have like the personal experience on this one, but I know just the generation that kind of like we grew up with, like our parents age-ish, they were basically told like, eat less to lose weight, eat less, eat less. Like you want to be thin. That's what's attractive. So I know a lot of our clients, they kind of have like this past like trauma and these beliefs around things subconsciously because their parents were always like, oh, watch what you eat. Like, oh, watch your waistline. Like, are you, do you really need to eat more of that? Um, You're a lady, you should have a salad, like those types of comments. (laughs) And even if we know that it's not true, they're kind of like subconsciously in our mind. It's funny that you say that too, like, oh, you're a lady, you should have salad. And it's so crazy because like growing up, I feel like that was like the thing or like when you would go out on a date with like a a guy, like you felt like you needed to order like a fucking salad or a soup, like, but really you wanted that freaking goddamn cheeseburger. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like it's crazy. I I love salads, but like I would, I would rarely order one at a restaurant unless it was like a side. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, but no, you don't have to do those things. You don't have to just because like, that's the way, you know, like you said, I feel like our parents grew up and like, kind of projected onto us kind of deal. Like, no, you don't have to freaking do that. If you're up for a date and you want a damn fucking steak or you want like a cheeseburger or whatever, order it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And again, even just like comments about how much you're eating are you eating again? I used to get those a lot from, I wouldn't say a lot. I used to get those on occasion from people I was around. And again, I think it's important to note, like sometimes potentially that could be supportive Mm -hmm. depending though. Like I think you'll, you will be able to tell in your gut, like if it is coming from a place of support or not, because for myself and for a lot of people, um, if I see my partner eating unhealthy, like more often than they should be, I will mention it. But I won't yeah. be like, oh my God, you're such a fat ass. Why are you stuffing your face with a burger? Right? Like, yeah. it'll be like, oh, like I noticed you've been having this and this. Like, it's going to be nice to get back into like a healthy routine tomorrow type thing. And just like kind of support them to be healthy instead of like tearing them down for being quote unquote unhealthy. Or like, you don't even have to like, but definitely like you can say stuff like that. But sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Like, if you're a grocery shopping, buy healthy, you know, snacks, buy healthy things to reach for, like avoid, you know, the chips and avoid all that shit. So it's not there. Right. Yeah. I love that perspective. I think for me, like, because I'm a trainer, I would yeah. be doing myself a disservice. Like, oh, not, I, I feel that yeah, <laughs> back on track when he's not. But again, like we have a really healthy relationship and we joke around a lot. And I know that he like knows how I am and he, he knows like vice versa. But yes. like, if, it, if he wasn't like that, I would still 
support him. And like, I would still mention like when he's getting off track, just because I want him to be healthy because I love him. And like, I want him to live a long time and I want him to be there for the kids and for me and for himself. Right. So again, I think it's just important to have the awareness around that, the awareness around like, what are you saying to people? How is this person potentially going to take it? Whether we're talking about what they're eating, how much they're eating or things about their body as well. Just really, really think before you say anything to anybody because you don't know what is going on inside of that person's head. You don't know, especially, you know, like if they're having a hard time communicating with you or I know I, especially in my beginning relationship with Ben, like I, I had a hard time communicating how I was feeling because I was worried I was going to come off as you know, really insecure or just like sensitive and all that shit. Right. But it's really like, once you communicate with your partner, it is freaking game changing. It's really scary at first because it feels like you just feel really vulnerable and you're, and you just feel like this is like, I should be strong and I should be like this and that, but you don't have to be like, you know, you need to talk about these things. Like, how do you expect to have a healthy relationship and your partner to know what is going on inside of your head and how you view yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror? Exactly. Exactly. And like, I'm definitely not a relationship coach, but like, this is my advice and my opinion is like, if you're getting into a new relationship, I personally wouldn't just like, lay it all out on the first day and be like, oh, by the way, I'm insecure about this and then this and this and this. Because like that is like a little overkill. Red flag. <laughs> um, like red flag. honestly, get to get to know the person. And when you're starting a relationship, kind of like, like feel them out, like not literally mm-hmm. figuratively, but yeah. kind of like <laughs> observe them. How do they act? Um, And just like put all the little pieces of the puzzle together so that you have a good awareness around like who they actually are. And then you can kind of make that decision around like, when is a good time to communicate this, these types of things. And for me personally, like this is just my personality, I think. So maybe Brittany, like give me your thoughts, but I just like to lay it out just like objectively, Mm -hmm. right? Not with a lot of emotion attached to it because I feel like that's when things can get like really really heated you can get triggered but just like okay so these are some things that are on my mind this is why and like these are the ways we can like move forward with this I think that's the easiest way to do it to be honest like if just lay it out and like it's the easiest way and the quickest way to you know, start seeing results instead of just like dancing around the you know the subject and being vague with how you're feeling and how and like what is going on inside your head. It's just like layer out on the table and friggin' get somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think as women, and I'm making a generalization, but I think it's very common among women to, like you said, like dance around things or like not be super upfront about what we're saying and kind of like drop hints because I used to do that a lot. And in my personal experience, that has never worked well for me. So like, I would recommend, honestly, just like being super straight up about what's going on. And I find that I'm respected so much more for that. Oh, yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. Like, you're just being your authentic real self and getting it out on the table instead of hiding your actual, you know, what is going on. And I feel like people respect that way, way more. Well, I hope people would respect that way more. If they fucking don't, then that's a red flag right there. But yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. And even if you're in a long-term relationship and maybe you've had these issues inside your own head and like you haven't communicated them, 
I bet you your partner will respect you so much for being like, hey, let's sit down and like have a conversation about this and then just do yeah. it. Like it'll probably respark your relationship. <laughs> Always. Assuming, yeah. it, assuming they're a good person. And like that just leads better communication all around, like not just on, you know, your body image and your mental health and stuff. It just leads better communication in the relationship as a whole. And like that is so key in a relationship and a healthy relationship at that. Yeah. And if you, if you're struggling to start that conversation, because I think that is tricky for a lot of people, even for myself, I feel like sometimes starting the convo is like the hardest part. Like you could even use like this podcast to bring it up, be like, Oh, I was listening to this podcast today and they were talking about body image in relationships. And it got me thinking, and then you can start that conversation. You don't have to be like, Oh my God, I'm insecure about this. Here's the deal. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree. Totally. Yeah. I've used that before. Being like, Oh, I, I came across this today and it got me thinking about this. And it kind of gives you that segue into the relationship. So you don't catch your partner like completely off guard or make them feel like they weren't yes. supporting you and that sort of thing, because maybe they just honestly don't know. Um, I am famous for, cause I hate starting uncomfortable conversations. I'm also famous for, so you can do the podcast thing. You can do anything like that, but you can also write them a letter which I love to do, writing a letter and just giving it to them and telling them, you know, read it when you want or leave it, whatever. And then it also gives them time to really soak that in, almost like the podcast thing where you're not catching them off guard and just throwing all this shit at them at once. They can just let your words sink in and then you can have that conversation. I like that too, because that also removes the like emotional energy of like the heat in the moment of the conversation. And like, you might not say what you mean because you get emotional and you hold it back because I've been there too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me as well. <laughs> the next really important concept to address is jealousy in a relationship around body image and around yes. fitness and health in general because we have had this, I wouldn't say often, but a number of times within our clientele where one person in the relationship is starting to make changes to their health. They're starting to eat better. They're starting to go into the gym. And of course, as a result, your body is going to change. And the partner is jealous of it, essentially. And they might not come out right and say that, but you're going to see it in ways in the relationship of them not supporting you or being like, oh, wow, you're going to the gym again. What about me? What about our family? Or, oh, you're meal prepping again. Like, Why don't you ever want to eat what I eat? And those types of comments that can be very, very destructive, not only just to the relationship, but to your own physical and mental health. And with that too, they could even start, you know, doing the, where they self-sabotage you by bringing home where they, you know, they know you like your freaking your carbs and they bring home all the bread and they bring home, you know, cakes and like desserts yes. and like all this shit wanting to throw you off track because they're jealous of the progress that you're making. And honestly, if that's happening... I just either have that conversation with them and communicate that to them. But I just feel like if someone is freaking doing that, like, again, that's another red flag. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I think like, it's it's definitely situational, but I've found the best way to approach that is honestly, like, even though they're acting out of like jealousy, like support them and try to yes. get them on board with the lifestyle. If you truly believe like they are a good person and you do love them, try to explain things to them and try to encourage them and give them compliments um, because often it's coming from like their own insecurity. They feel bad about themselves. So tell them like they can do it too. And it doesn't have to be a drastic flip of the switch. Now they're a gym person, but like try to implement healthy things that they will enjoy 
so you guys can start to come up with some type of routine together and like foster your relationship as well as a healthy lifestyle. Yes, I love that. I yeah, I was <laughs> apparently I was being very cutthroat. <laughs> you don't have to freaking break up them right away, but definitely work on it for sure. Um, like you said, it's their own insecurities being portrayed. So, you know, they feel bad about themselves and their own body image and where their life is and where their health is, and they see, you know, someone in yourself succeeding. Obviously, they're gonna get, you know, that sense of jealousy. So working with them and that again that communication thing comes up again and making sure you're really talking about it and then kind of coming up with a kind of like a game plan. Yeah. And it can be really fun actually to come up with a game plan with your partner. Yes. I love that. Um, And also like, for example, I have some friends and, and clients too, who are like obsessed with the gym and they're like me and they go all the time and they love it, but their partner like doesn't ever go to the gym. And I feel like that's totally cool as long as you're supporting your partner's health, right? Like maybe they like to play sports or like go hiking or that sort of thing. So just be open to supporting them in what they enjoy. And it doesn't, you guys don't have to be into the exact same physical activities per se. Yeah, exactly. And another thing is that I think might even be not acknowledged nearly enough is that men also experience body dysmorphia. And I feel like they are even less likely than women to discuss it, especially with their partner, because men want to feel most of the time manly. They want to feel like they're providing for you. They want to feel strong and they don't typically like to display weakness and being open about how insecure they are in their body to most men will feel like the epitome of weakness, even though it's not. Exactly. Which is so sad. And that goes with men's mental health too. I feel like it's just like not, I don't know, it's not focused on as much as it should be because it's crazy. Honestly, most men deal with that kind of stuff. But like you said, they don't like to bring it up and they don't like to talk about it because it does make them feel, you know, weak and they're supposed to be strong. They're supposed to be your strong partner and they're supposed to, you know, love themselves and this and that and just, you know, freaking crush it every day and whatever. But it's unfortunately that's not the case. So definitely men deal with this shit more than you know. Mm-hmm. And they will usually tell you that it doesn't bother them and they'll Always joke about it or say yeah. that they don't care about it. But they a lot of the time they really do. So again, I know I feel like we usually focus on like the female body in terms of like female empowerment. Um, And we don't really put as much emphasis on saying like condescending comments to men, but like just from working with, I know we work more with women than men, but we do work with men as well. And a lot of insecurities for men are like around man boobs or around like thinning hair or lack of muscle or belly fat. So like if you're commenting on those things to your partner who potentially in this situation we're saying is is a man can be really, really hurtful, even if they don't, if they say it's not right. Yes, because that's a big thing. If they're saying no, it's not, and it's fine, and it's this and that, and whatever it is, whatever, I guarantee you they have an issue with it. So just being very mindful of what you say to not just like not just your partners, but all men as well. Like if you have close guy friends or family, you know, your freaking dad, your brothers, just they all everyone can feel body image issues. Everyone can have body dysmorphia, no matter what your gender is. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So let's move into some real quick tips when it comes to how to cultivate a healthy body image for both parties in relationships. So 
for me, like the biggest one in my opinion is when you are giving words of affirmations and you're giving compliments to your partner, make them real and make them authentic. Okay. Don't just say like, oh, you're pretty or you're hot or you look thin or whatever that is. Like, (laughs) because to me, like everyone knows I was very insecure about my boobs. Like that was my number one thing. And if someone would have complimented me on them, it like, it would have made me feel 10 times worse. So if you know, in my opinion, your partner's insecure about a certain thing, to me, I would say don't compliment that overboard because it's going to come across really, really fake. And like, you're just trying to make them feel good about it. So give them authentic compliments about who they are and about things that are really going to make them feel good. So like for me, when someone compliments me on like my work ethic, that means a lot to me. Cause I'm like, man, someone's noticing that I'm busting my ass. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I guess it kind of goes to like, and like, just don't, don't point out their freaking flaws. Don't point them out. Like, especially like your partners, like obviously we all have flaws. And we all struggle with them, but it's honestly best if you tell your partner that, you know, bring out the stuff, like the stuff that they actually really, like you said, like are really like about themselves and avoid criticizing their body. Don't point out their flaws and don't, you know, obviously want to motivate and we want to, you know, help our partners, but don't be shoving it down their throat. Like every single day, all day, like, oh, you should hit the gym or like, you need to lose weight or you know, anything along those lines, like obviously helping them and encouraging them is going to be frigging key. But when you're pointing out their flaws and shoving that, you know, down their throat every single day, that is not the way to tackle it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that. The next one is so communicate about it, which is huge. Like have that conversation, but also be willing to sit down and understand like what your partner's triggers are when it comes to body dysmorphia. Like, are there things that you should maybe not discuss or not touch or not say? And maybe there's certain things that you could do to really help them, whether it comes to, to like body dysmorphia or even if they struggle with an eating disorder, like really understand what triggers them. Is it certain foods in the house and whatnot so that you can be there to support them? Yeah, really figuring out the root of their problems and trying to help them work on it. And like you said, just really, it's also best to know for for everybody, like your partner's triggers and helping them stay grounded when they do feel triggered. Because obviously, it's going to be really hard to avoid you know, feeling triggered. It is. It's going to happen regardless, whatever it is. But helping them figure out ways to stay grounded and to get out of that feeling is going to be key as well. And then final tip that I have is validate their feelings. So we talk about with our clients a lot, like how your feelings are not reality and you can choose to like let go to let go of your feelings or not, but it still doesn't mean that your feelings aren't real or that your feelings aren't valid. So if your partner or you are feeling a certain way, like that's okay. We have to work through that and know that that feeling is not going to stay around forever. Like the analogy I like is your feelings are like a cloud. And if you're having a bad feeling and negative feeling, a bad body image day, like that cloud is going to pass, but it still doesn't mean that it's not valid. And to say to your partner, like, oh, you're feeling fat. You're not fat. Like just suck it up is not (laughs) probably the most supportive direction to take it. And just really like to like end it off with that too. Just friggin' just be there for them and stand by them, you know, especially if you're in a group with your partner yes. or anything silly or with your family and like, cause it's going to freaking happen and it sucks and it's going to happen. But when someone points something out about, you know, your partner's body or body shames them or mentions something about their diet or why they're fucking eating, just do your bit to stand up for your partner and not give a shit and show them that you freaking care about their feelings and just really just freaking be there for them. 
I think that is probably one of the most important things we just we that you said is yeah. like support them and stand by them, especially in public. Like if you truly love them and you truly think they're the the person for you, like yeah. you should stand by them above all. Even if you disagree, like discuss that in private. Yes, like, always. Yeah. <laughs> and same thing, like they should always be supporting you in public, unless it's like some astronomical thing that's like hardcore <laughs> crazy. Um, they should always be supporting you in public. And if they're not like, I would, I would take a hard consideration on if they're the right person for you. And I don't know about you, but I think it is extremely, extremely attractive when Ben stands up for me or just shows me that he freaking cares. I think it's extremely attractive and it's a huge green flag for me. I'll tell you that. I agree 100%. So I think that wraps it up for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know this one is kind of a sensitive subject. So I really hope you guys got some value. I hope you guys can take this into your relationships and implement as needed. If you got value, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag us at Nifina at Be Burgess. It helps the podcast grow and we really, really appreciate it. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life. 